Washi Interneto, well, it feels incredibly realistic. My name is Matthew Kroll. And Interneto Wanandeska. Matt, you're not touching your boobs today. My name is Shahir Dow. And this is the only podcast about movies, specifically the Japanese film Your Name. And apologies to any of our Japanese listeners listening in right uh, now. All five of you, <laughs> we've just butchered your language, and I apologize. I apologize um, sincerely. But the, the good news is we tried, and maybe we got something right. Is that is that, is that good news? news? Is that good news? Did we do it? Did we win? Do we With, get like, the, the participation participation trophy? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I don't think they well, have participation trophies. You know, I just Shahir, I blame coming off the high of our hundredth episode. This is obviously up one hundred and one. Ep 101. Uh, which is amazing. We've we've turned the corner. We our, our friends have left us. There's no one else in the studio. It's just you and me. It feels so much emptier with just you and me. I know. I feel sad. I know. It's like it's almost like our kids grew up and like they Lift moved the out of the house and now we just like walk around like ghosts, not also, talking to we, each other. And yeah, we've realized that that the only thing holding us together was our kids. Yeah, and oh my god, we're both drinking tea. <laughs> oh no. Well, and we're you know going out to Japanese movies together. This is <laughs> on, on a Tuesday night. <laughs> oh God, We've really what have we cor- done? We've really turned a corner of our relationship. Oh. Episode 110 will be the divorce episode. Okay, good. And then maybe we'll rekindle, maybe sometime around two 120 <laughs> or something like that. If you want to know the backstory of how our relationship got to this point, you can listen to all our episodes available on SoundCloud and iTunes. But also, you could write us in. Maybe we'll give you a brief, uh, abbreviated version of how we got to this place. But from and each of our perspectives. Each of our perspectives. <laughs> Yeah, we'll definitely like, uh, what's that show? Uh, you know. The Affair. Oh. We'll definitely, yeah, The Affair. Yeah, you there know, we like go. where they do each side. Sure. Uh, you can expect a treatment of The Affair from us if you write us in at Only Movie Podcast. You're promising G- a lot. Yeah, at Only Movie Podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Only Movie Pod. Go to our Facebook page for some lively, well, not so much. T- you and I don't debate like we used to, Matt. We just kind of post things now and ignore each well, other. Yeah, because again, we're an old married couple <laughs> that goes see Japanese movies on a Tuesday night at like 845. We should have gone at like six to get the penny saver. Oh, God, that would have been so good. But I also bought the tickets from Costco, so. (laughs) (laughs) This really. Oh, my God, it's so true. Uh, Wow, this got sad quick. You can go to much like the film. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, 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 maybe. Oh, also, before we get into it, iTunes, 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 iTunes. We've been getting a lot of lovely reviews since the 100th episode, uh, so keep those coming. We love uh, hearing from you guys and letting you rate us on there and let, helping us get more eyeballs or earballs on this thing. Um, so, so, Matt. Yes. Uh, before, okay, let's, let's, let's uh, try and macro this and then get into micro. Macro. Uh, okay. Matt, that's my name, Matt Kroll. Okay, macro, micro. Mac- <laughs> <laughs> Mike Kroll and Matt Kroll. Yeah. Let's do that. Um... Macro, macro. Yep. Japanese films. Um, they're great. I mean, uh, you oh. watch a lot. Um, you know, I used like- to be more into, uh, I haven't seen a good, uh, I, I haven't seen many at all Japanese films lately. Um, when I was in my, um, in my uh, South Korean film phase for a while, I just sort of, I was just sort of touching on all of the different um cultures from sort of that hemisphere mm-hmm. and uh not hemisphere what's the word i'm like uh, country no, like side of the world other side of the world oh hemisphere is it really well isn't I mean, hemisphere north and south yeah yeah so i mean east i guess i don't fucking know <laughs> uh it's late we're doing this really late and i yeah. apologize um so uh there was one film uh called the returner okay uh it was like the it was japan's answer to the matrix i'm gonna actually look that up to make sure i'm not butchering it but um it's uh, and obviously, you'd be a Final Fantasy fan. Oh, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, uh, what's Advent Children was the one? Yeah, yeah. that would be probably my, my one I've watched the most recently. Right. Um, and then I, I just watched the new one for Final Fantasy 15, Kingsglaive, which... Was that it, actually a Japanese production? Because I know yeah. there's, there's a Final Fantasy film that wasn't a Japanese production. Oh, uh, the, is that them. Spirit Within? Yeah. Yeah, that's the American one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I don't have a huge history with it, to be honest. Uh, I what think... About- Oh, well, what about anime? Well, yeah, I used to be, I mean, high school, I mean, no. goth and anime sort of went hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Cowboy Bebop is still one of my absolute 100% top five narratives told in any medium. Mm-hmm. Uh, novels, comic books, movies, television, etc. Uh, and there's, I mean, countless others. I mean, I used to be a big fan of Slayers. I used to be a big fan of uh, even the Excel Saga or uh, Escaflone. Or a bunch of these that I just really, really loved. I never got into like Evangelion or Evangelion, sorry, um, or Neon. or um, a couple of the others. Although the most recent one I watched, obviously Attack on Titan, which season two is coming. Uh, awful movies, by the way. So okay. I hear that, that first or the first one's awful. The second one might be good. I don't know. Yeah. And then um, uh, what was the most recent one? Um, oh, Sword Art Online. 
which is a real fun anime uh, okay. until uh, the, I, I, it got a little weird for me near the middle and then I sort of fell off, but I do have to finish it. What about you? What, what uh, you, I feel like you probably uh, got a little bit more academic-y. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, obviously, you know, like film school background, you get into Kurosawa, Uzo, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, Seijin Suzuki. When I finally, I've been to Japan and um, we were, we didn't quite make it, but we got to uh, Yusujiro Uzo's graveyard, uh, the gravesite. And you're supposed to, when you go there, because uh, Uzo was a, uh, was an alcoholic apparently, and it's, right. it's a sign of respect to leave like a bottle of alcohol or a small. That's a bottle. sign of respect to an alcoholic. Well, because he died that way, but he was also a great master, you know, filmmaker, and it's kind of like a it's a pleasant thing to do for him, you know, like he lived his life, he died like he lived his life, kind of thing. As far as I, as far as I understand, I might be butchering the concept as as much as I butchered uh, that first phrase. Um, uh, and then obviously there was a period um, maybe in the early noughts where Japan horror was a big deal yes um and so you know obviously the ring dark water was a personal favorite because i just had such a good experience watching that in the theater right um as far as oh and recently recently the guy i've been really super into is uh hirokozu karida okay who i think i've talked about on the podcast before one of my favorite films is um uh nobody knows yes, like yes, 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 yes. Uh, i was just recently on two flights with united or delta no it was delta and for some reason they had his latest two films including a film that just came out this year which i was really surprised to because i'd heard about it and i was like oh it's actually a, like it'd come out a month before this flight that i was on and it was oh, on wow. the flight that makes sense so there's a lot of that a, a lot of uh at least from america foreign film that seems to make it like instantly to planes yeah it was uh, the so, one outlet we have so the two films were uh, our little sister which was um wonderful i absolutely loved it based sure. on a manga comic and the other one was after the storm which i didn't like as much uh but it was very you know he's a master filmmaker okay. as far as anime goes i it's not like it's not my wheelhouse. It's sure. really not. Even even you know like uh, Miziaki, who I've I've been to the oh, studio. Oh, like Howl's Moving Castle is yeah. one of my favorites. I, I like I've seen four Miziaki films. I haven't it's seen Miyazaki. Miyazaki, sorry, uh, Hiyao Miyazaki. Uh, uh, I'm gonna butcher the first <laughs> name. I'm just gonna stick with what I know. Okay, all right. I mean, I've been to uh, the Studio Ghibli Museum in uh, in in Tokyo, and it's uh, it's a wonderful place. But I haven't seen like My Neighbor Totoro or anything like that. Um, I've seen Ponyo. Uh, Spirited Away, mm -hmm. Princess Mononoke, and Howl's Moving Castle. I loved Howl's. I, I mean, I like all of those films, and I certainly see the wonderment in all of them, but I, I have to say, it's not like, you know, like, I'm not a, a manga or anime, uh, sorry, an anime fa fanatic, you know, like, I don't, like, obsess about it. I anime. used to, I, I and I it, I just feel like I fell off, uh, I guess, when I hit college, to be honest. There's uh, one film I am particularly obsessed with, um, uh, and it's called Mind Game, um, and it's absolutely wonderful, and it's very hard to um, uh, to find a Blu-ray of, uh, but it's directed by Masaka Yuasa. Okay. Uh, and it's, at, like, I think you would flip over this movie. It's right. so good. Um, Have you watched all of Bebop? No, I haven't seen any. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. That has such fucking like noir fucking mentalities along with a kill. Like did the best soundtrack ever. You'd eat that shit up. You know, it's funny because when I visited Japan, I had a friend who worked in production in Japan um, and she was actually working in production of one of my favorite Vietnamese filmmakers, first Japanese film, this guy Tran An Hong, uh, who's making a film called Norwegian Wood. Um, and she was telling me that. Um, as far as Japanese cinema goes, obviously, uh, from a foreign point of view, uh, we get the feature films and we, you know, like, and, and we tend to get like the, the most popular or the most award. Sure. 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 But as far as in Japan goes, the TV is where it's at. So it's, people, kind, of, it's kind of starting to be here too. Yeah. People in TV are more popular, more recognized TV is making yeah. money. Yeah. You know, so it was kind of. She, she was kind of like, yeah, you know, because I came in with like, oh, I love Trinan Huang and I want to see, you know, his new film. And she was like, oh, that's weird because nobody here cares. So you're telling me we should move to Japan because most of our work is television based. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and judging by how well we pronounced our first. We're going to get along great. We speak Japanese now. Yeah, pretty much. I, I So when I went to Japan, I tried to learn a few phrases. And the only one I remember is. What's that mean? Where's the toilet? I mean, that's, that if out of all of the phrases you could learn, that is a, that is an excellent one. It's the only one I remember. So 
Because you're, you're gonna you're gonna run out of adult diapers at some point. And I'm dr- I'm really drinking this tea like hard. a lot. Yeah, and yeah. I know your body. Yeah, it's gonna much. you're gonna need that restroom. I know. I'm gonna need the break soon. But Matt, <laughs> <laughs> this was an interesting one for us because this movie is the most financially successful Japanese film of all time. Well, maybe not of all time, but it, like of recent of recent years, memory of recent years. This thing has made. $235 million in Japan alone. Ooh. It's made $4 million in America. Ooh. Um, and to the point where I, I now, uh, I'm not a statistician, so I was just pulling numbers off box office mojo. But when I looked at the numbers, I was like, holy shit. If we counted Japan's box office gross against America's box office gross for the year, mm-hmm. your name would be the number two film of this year as far as box office receipts go. So far. Beauty and the Beast huh. would beat it. Logan would be number three. It's got, it's done better than Logan in America. Isn't Fast Eight set to like overtake all this shit? It is set too. It hasn't. It hasn't had yet. at that point. Yeah. Gotcha. So uh, I was I was kind of like, oh my god, that's pretty. That's pretty amazing. Well, and I heard, it shows. And I heard, heard so much good press about. Yeah, yeah, film. yeah. Well, it shows. I mean, and we'll get into it when we start talking about the film uh, in, in, in its entirety. But like, it 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 shows a different. Man, our cultures are different. Our mindsets of our entertainment is different. Like th- this, th- this story to me, uh, you know, I'll get into my opinions about it after the fact. But to think that, th- I mean, this could never be a blockbuster. Yeah, I could see here. this being like a really uh, a great, not not necessarily an indie because it's so. It's but but the big... word that comes to mind is indie. You know what I mean? Like this could be. Imagine I could, Colossal, the film we do. Sure, or like it's, it reminds me of a, of a like the scale. If this movie was made live action in a, in the United yeah. States, which ten bucks says they'll mm. make it now yeah. because this is so successful in Japan and we're uh, you know yeah. uh, creatively bankrupt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that that it would be if before like if this if it came out before this film and they weren't yeah. doing an adaptation, yeah. uh, it would be the level of like safety not guaranteed. Right, which is a small movie. I mean, yeah. it's like a ten million dollar yeah, 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 movie yeah. or something yep. like that. Uh, which I love, safety not guaranteed. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm not. A, not I know we've yeah. talked about it, uh, but it's just so interesting. Like the sensibilities of a Japanese audience as a whole versus uh, versus the American audience. And when you look at say, like if okay, so if Fast and the Furious is set right. to, or Fa- Fate of the Furious is set to overtake and be the number one movie this this year yeah. so far, uh, and then you look at your name. Uh, I don't think I could think of two more, you know, diametrically opposed sort of yeah. films or meanings or, or anything. Uh, I and think the that, word you're looking for is depth. Um, <laughs> you know, I was, I was doing a lot of thinking about this cause you know, fa- on the subway ride home, we just, we literally, we literally just, just watched it, but, no, but I was, uh, about why, like, again, I've talked about it before in the, if you want, you can go back and listen to our fate of the furious podcast, but like, you know, I, I'm, I'm wary to say depth. I think there's, there's a, there's a difference because there's still, dare I say, I know this is fucking stretching. I know, but like human type relationships, even if they are archetypes in, in fast eight. Okay. Um, it's just, this is a more complicated and, 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 and for me personally, it connects for your name connect connects with me more on an emotional level than say fate of the furious did. That's I, I don't want to discount. Wait, you, you just don't want to discount fate of the furious. I don't want to no dip. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to discount and anyone who still has for whatever reason, emotional ties to the characters in fate of the furious. Okay. Uh, and I know they exist because I, I've been friends with some of them. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> do it, you think those friends would be moved by, by your name? If they could sit through a movie with subtitles. Okay. That's uh, the barrier to entry? Sadly, yeah. Yeah. I, and, and, and I'm, that's not trying to shit on anybody. I know people just ingest sort of media yeah. differently. And I know some people that just do not enjoy reading while watching a film. You know, and and it's uh, and it sucks because I feel like if I, if I was one of those people, I would really miss out on a lot of great cinema. I'd miss out on the great film that you got me uh, on the 100th episode, Umberto D, that one of my right. favorite films I would have never seen because it's, you know, in Italian. Uh, you know, it's funny because I, th- I, I, the, that's never been a barrier for me personally, but I think it's because of a couple of reasons, a couple of fortunate chances that have happened in my life. One is I grew up watching um, Bollywood films without really knowing the language too much. So okay. I absorbed a lot of just watching a movie and seeing if I could decipher a story. Um, and then when I was younger, I did a homestay in, in uh, Tahiti for a little while. Uh, where I had, it was like, you you had to watch French television without subtitles. Sure. And I think, you know, like I got, I, I did that for a while, just sort of saying, could I understand what is happening in this film right. without reading? And then I, uh, I think maybe I am a fairly fast reader, 
So I think that helps as well. So, you know, cause I, cause I could tell, I, I can tell like for people who, who don't read quickly, sure. um, it's a difficult experience watching a film with subtitles because you're like, you're reading and you're not absorbing visually what's happening. Well, yeah. I mean, I even found even in the beginning before I got my sort of, uh, for lack of a better term, like sea legs, you know, being able to <laughs> read the words, I was actively not able to look at the beautiful visuals for those first couple they minutes. Are beautiful. And then I was like, oh man, I hope I like get this back. And I actually, I did and I always do, but it's always like, oh shit. Like, and I don't quite know where my attention span should go. So I, I do, um, you know, I do sympathize with people that just can't get into that flow it's not something and it's and it's like any weird and i know this sounds like we're, we're describing it like it's a super difficult thing it's not it's just you have to power through a bunch of movies i mean that's basically what you have to do it's it's learning to read in whatever direction you learn to read or like even reading a graphic novel like you don't know the way the panels work until you just do it for a long time not only that it, uh, there is an art form to translation um uh aaron Mannion park who uh who appeared on our crouching tiger hidden um, yep, yep, dragon yep. episode has written some papers about um the process of translation and and there is a real fine art to to translating well because you you're you're not just translating the ticks you're also translating the cultural iconography yeah. of the ticks and you have to do it in a way that is uh, able to be absorbed quickly by a foreign audience. So it's, it's a real, it's a real art form. And any cultural touch points, for instance, you need to make into a different cultural touch point with the same minutia or not meaning, but the same level of intent. Yeah. And uh, that and happens in this translation yeah, as well, yeah, yeah. which I thought was really, really well handled yeah. actually in this one. And I was so glad it wasn't a, a, a dub. I can't stand when I go. We in. actually had the, I don't know if I told you this, we actually had the option to, to go with a dubbed version. Ooh. I'm not sure who, who, who the voices are on the dubbed. I'm sure like, you know, like sometimes they get Channing uh, Tate. Yeah, Channing Tatum doing the voices. Uh, um, Mila Kunis. But uh, but I, I I opted without even asking you to go for the subtitled version because I that's a big thing for me. I, I fuck that. No, you know what I, I you know what I really like about about anime or or just um uh s- cinema that's subtitled is I will watch it always first subbed mm-hmm. and then I will watch it dubbed. And then if I like the voices, I will always watch it dubbed, but right. I will not do that the first time. Right. There's only one film I can recall that the dubbed version was surprisingly good. And that's um, Wolfgang Peterson's Das Boot. So had a surprisingly oh. good dub. But Matt, well, enough, but no enough. Uh, yeah, I've just been watching Rick and Morty as well. Um, Is that a Rick and Morty thing? Yeah. Wow. It's it's permeated to the point in our culture that I don't even know that that's a Rick and Morty well, thing. I'm just saying it. Yeah, no, it's a thing. Would uh, I Rick like and- Rick and Morty? Yes, you would. Rick and Morty, the the, the sidetrack to, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick and Morty is the Futurama for this generation, okay. but it's but it's got a much more uh, <clears throat> clear narrative line between episodes. Interesting. Uh, it's very. I very should good. check it out. It's one of those things that I had it with Bob's Burgers too. It's like I couldn't get past the animation style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it took I, me a while to get into once it. Once I do it, I feel like I'd really enjoy it. I, so. I, I'll say this about Rick and Morty: is the first episode I wasn't a big fan of, but the second episode where I was like, oh, these guys are good. Okay. And then, and then once, and then like through three episodes in, I like started enjoying the characters as well as enjoying what they're doing All with right. the story. I'll check it out. Anyway, I Matt. Mean, very similar animations to your name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, by the way, before we get into it, your name is gorgeous. Yeah. It's sh- real good looking. It is real like, good. Like, you know, um, when you're in like a store and you see just like the most like rent, like you're not, you're not ready and you turn the aisle and you see the most beautiful fucking human being you've ever seen in your entire, like it's happened to me once or twice where you're just like why is this gorgeous <laughs> specimen in the fucking Dwayne Reed yeah. at this aisle right now I'm like it's shouldn't they be in fucking you know fucking Dubai modeling or some right. shit and it's like this movie hit me like a ton of bricks like that sort of does you're looking at it and you're like Jesus Christ I just directed some stuff with a couple of models and I was like and, and it, it does nothing to make you feel except like a lesser specimen of a human being where right. you're just like oh this is what human beings are supposed to look like and I am just the offshoot that I'm the accident we are i'm the i'm the offshoot of clay that was made to mold this person we have faces made for podcasting (laughs) um matt (laughs) with our face made from podcasting with your beautiful mouth made for podcasting. listen i got i i give great voice you got lips boom 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 tell me the plot of your name you got it okay so imdb defined (laughs) your name as Two strangers find themselves linked in a bizarre way. When a connection forms, will distance be the only thing to keep them apart? Now, here's a question. <laughs> I, haven't, I don't remember the last time one of these ended on a question. Like, oh, normally I'm- it's very statement-esque. It doesn't ask you, like, will they or won't they? <laughs> 
Ooh. I'm Looks like Team Rocket's blasting off again. I mean, I'm sure if this is publishing out to an American audience, it, it you know, rather than give away the whole story, you know, like, why not? Just, sure, I guess. Uh, look, this story's cool as shit. Uh, well, first impression, what do you think of the movie? I thought this movie was cool as shit. Uh, <laughs> no, I really liked it. And, and you know, I, I love anime that, or to be honest, any story that has a hint of otherworldliness to it. And it's okay. not, it's not seeped in it. It's not really where the emotional gravitas comes from. It's <laughs> a, it's a device to get you to an emotional place. And this film has that sort of in the perfect amount, I was going to say spades, but it doesn't, that would feel like it's overdoing it. Right. There's a supernatural sort of element to it, which we'll sort of get into as we go, once we hit spoilers. And um, it, it was just, it, it, it rode that knife edge so beautifully and the characters were really fun and human. And I like, I like seeing anime set in a more so realistic sense Okay. Uh, like, don't get me wrong, Cowboy Bebop and all that shit, like fantastical space operas and, you know, whatever. Mm. That's cool shit, too, if they set up the world properly. But, like, uh, even in the beginning of a series, I really like Escaflone. The main character is just like a track and field uh, high school student. And it's like, and that stuff is interesting is that to Cowboy, me. Cowboy. No, that, uh, Escaflone uh, is the name of the, the, the anime that I'm talking about. Why are, are you looking so confused? Uh, um, you lost me. What's Escaflone? Escaflone is a different anime okay. keep up shit here. Okay. All right. Uh, um, <laughs> but like, I, what I'm saying is I do like that sort of like, Oh, let's take an animated thing and set it into a fairly realistic thing and then give just a little hint of like, Oh, this is why it's sort of animated. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Uh, music's beautiful. It does that thing that uh, anime series do where it like, once it starts, it had like an opening song. Yeah. With an then, opening credit sequence that kind which of, which is exactly like a TV show anime, but for a film. Yeah. And then uh, it had a mid song for a little montage yeah. thing. And then it had an end song. So like I was, I liked these little bookended songs. Uh, yeah. I think the characters are powerful. I think the, the, I'm always amazed at good animation directing. Uh, because it's, it fascinates me. I've, I've researched a little bit for a couple little projects I've been doing on the side and, and the, the amount of how different it is from what we, you and I normally do. I mean, you're more into sort of graphic stuff on your end on yeah, occasion, but not, but, not, but not like this. No. And like just the, the sheer, it, it's a, it, it, the producer side of my brain really is like, holy shit. Like, how do they do this? Like, I'm not sure if it's entirely hand drawn. I think it's, I think it, there's, it, a, yeah, yeah, I think there definitely is some digital, but I don't, I also mm. don't like, that doesn't matter to me. Like just keeping track and like, not like, you know, you, you shoot a scene, you can shoot it like 12 different times and you can take your best take and blah, blah, blah. And this is like, oh no, you need to like make sure a team of 40 people does it exactly right. Hopefully the very first time. Right. Uh, just from a monetary standpoint, you know? <laughs> uh, so I don't know that just, that, that always amazed me. So I really, overall enjoyed it what about you so I, I i i did that annoying thing which is that i went into this with slightly higher expectations than i should have because oh. i've read such good reviews i mean I, I don't read whole reviews but i just read people gushing over this movie it's from the man who doesn't watch trailers you don't read, watch re you read I, reviews i read like you know the first line of a review if i'm kind of like interested in seeing a movie or if, if i don't know exactly what the movie is you know i will watch your i'll watch a trailer okay but uh i did that thing which is that i went in with very high expectations and i gotta say I fell in love with this movie. I think this Aww. is. I, you you I, set me up. You yeah. rope a me there for a second. I thought you were going to start shitting on it. We'd have to fight. No, I absolutely adored this film. And what I, what I adored about it is that I kind of didn't enjoy the first, uh, third, maybe even the first 20, 30, 25 minutes of this movie, which, which ultimately has like a, an unusual temporal setup. It, it kind of jumps in time yep. really strangely. And it takes a little while for you to figure out the rhythm of this movie. Yep. Um, but it does this thing, which is that it is, it is setting up a kind of freaky Friday, you know, body swap scenario. Yep. And it's not, it, it's, it's endearing. It's charming. It has kind of all the sort of fun light qualities, um, that I would expect, but, but it wasn't anything that like blew, you know, like I was like, Oh, I'm not super into this. I'm just kind of like, Oh, this is very cute and it's endearing. And it's it good. felt very standard anime pacing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, but at the 25, maybe 30 minute mark, this movie takes a turn and then it takes a turn. It takes a hard U-turn. Uh, I would say if it's the moment I think you're talking about, I think it's a little further in, but yeah. Yeah, maybe a little further in than that. It's, it's, when, it's when the Freaky Friday scenario kind of gives way to something bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and when it does, I was kind of taken aback by 
the kind of, I, I guess for lack of a better term, chutzpah to like, to like Ooh. make a, make a turn this big. It's ballsy. And, and, and not only that. It's a change, bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it works out for him. Oh, it certainly did. Um, but make such a, a tonal shift. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And it does, and it does it in a way that is surprising because it doesn't feel it doesn't feel unnatural either. It doesn't feel like all of a sudden we're in doom yeah, and gloom. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just takes a turn, which says, "Oh, now all the fun we've been having is now going to give way to something, <laughs> something bigger, something bigger, and slightly more serious." But you're still going to have fun along the way. Yeah. But we're we're opening the story up into a bigger world. Um. So I I was just really taken aback by that. I also um I guess like you um I lo- what I loved about this. Oh, I uh, like you too, buddy. Uh, I, mean, I don't like you that. Oh, much. oh, yeah. you weren't saying. Oh, yeah, you get what I'm saying. Oh. Right, just keep moving on. If you're crying a little bit. Just do it on the no, inside because it really does. Bug no, me I mean, I'm, I didn't. No, it's okay. Me. It's not. Uh, no, it's, it's not, not, it's not like very attractive. We We've already a, established you're not a model. We just, I mean, <laughs> well, you're no fucking spring chicken either. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, what, I, <laughs> what I loved um, was that it does, it's, it actually spends a fair amount of time depicting the ordinary life of human beings at the beginning of this film for a film with such a high concept. Yeah, it is. It spends a lot of time. Dare I say develops characters in ritual and process. Yep. And um, the reason I loved it is, you know, I just seen this film, uh, our little sister, the, the Corita film, which is really much about a small town mm-hmm. and life in a small town and the stuff that they were doing at, uh, with, um, Mitsuya's grandmother. Yeah. The, you know, the traditions, it, stuff, the, the traditions stuff. of braids and the, and the special sake that, um, um, that is made by spitting rice. It was like, it's odd, but it's like, also you can see that they're really paying respect to the story yeah. and, and it's, and it's done with such a reverence that it really works. But at the same time, and it also has a plot reason. Like there's, yeah. it's, it ties itself together very well. Yeah. And it, and it, it, it also remains fun. Yeah. Like it remains, it con- it's constantly fun. Like I'm never, I'm never not in this movie and not with this movie. So I, I, you know, just from an overall standpoint, before we get to this, I, I really fell in love with this. I did shed a tear towards the end of this movie. Right. I think, um, perhaps my only criticism is it has maybe one or two beats too long towards the end of the film. That'd be one of mine as well. Also, it, it does fall into the tropes and I never, I just, it's a cultural thing, I guess, man, I don't fully understand it, but like there, like there's, uh, some parts, especially the stuff we were saying in the beginning, there's some boob grabbing. Yeah, uh, but, but not, I, not in a like an overly sort of sexual way and it's it, fun. it becomes it's a running joke and yeah. it's funny. But then like I can even forgive that because it's like that's sort of tropey in that regard. What would you have to forgive about it? Like, because what, because there's a there's a longstanding sort of uh, anime trope no, no. Oh, or even a body swap thing. If you body swap. Sure, sure. No, and that's why like I think that's why it's fine here. But then there's another moment where it's like um, the main female characters biking up a hill and it's just like that little bit of like panty shot. And I was like, <laughs> why? Like you don't like why like that has such a like there's such the stereotype of anime and like if the if this film if this fucking award winning hopefully and and incredibly high grossing film is fucking still and it's not gratuitous it's just there because it feels like oh this is an anime so it should have one and i was like yeah i I, so like i those are the only two uh, the beats go on one or one or two of them go on a little too long and then like do you really need to leave this even even hint at the the shit that anime gets shit for right and then the only, I mean, the only other minor note is I felt like I felt occasionally like Taki, uh, one of the main characters. Yeah. yeah. The, the main guy kind of has a passive role in, in the main story towards the end of it. And I, it, it's for, it's for a reason. It doesn't not work, but I kind of was like, Oh, I wonder if well, he doesn't it's, really, he's just in one of the other bodies. So it kind of feels like he does. It, 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 yeah. he, he just doesn't have a lot to do other than observe to what, you know, like towards the end, the back half of the film, when the major event that well, this he film, takes, uh, well, no, I, I would disagree them and we'll get into why, but like the major event, both characters share in, but it's both in, in, uh, the girl's sort of time and, and body. It's it's in her time and body, so she has to kind of well. No, handle. we see we see her, and that's where it gets sort of complicated. I feel like that's where the, the well, right because yeah. he's kind he's of he's controlling it for half of the time. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. That that it is a complicated thing because the body swap. Uh, go suffice to say goes much further than a freaky Friday. Would. Yeah, more than boob grabbing. Uh, one more thing before we get into spoilers, and I promise we will. We've been we've been chit chatting about this for about a half hour before we even talk about the film. Film, um, audience wise. So we went and saw this in mm-hmm. Times Square. Yeah. Uh, audience was a delight. 
It was, except there was one couple that were like they really were, annoying. You know what, the, though? They were in the front of the theater. They were an older couple, uh, mm. and they are farther along in their marriage mm. than us here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they, like, even them, even their dumb, like, comments, like, oh, I can't, oh, no, like, uh, whatever they were saying. I don't saying. think they were saying that, though. I think they were kind of being more derogatory towards the film. It was like, this is so weird. I don't understand this. Uh, well, That's what yeah, I, yeah, I remember that, too. Yeah. But, what, but, like, everyone else was so... Uh, nice and like so excited and yeah. like really into it. There were people waving their hands, and being like, ah, yeah. And then you did have that couple being like, I don't understand it. Like <laughs> they almost felt like the Statler and Waldorf of um of like <laughs> Muppets. D- yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the two guys who sit in the back. I don't see what's happening. So yet. like, <laughs> so like, I really feel like they just completed the menagerie. I, sheer, I shit you not. Most pleasant experience I've had in a Times Square theater. Undoubtedly, yes. Um, we walked away without bed bugs for one, which is great. <laughs> uh, well, we don't know that yet. Uh, <laughs> but we we got out of there in a timely manner. Everyone was super like into the film, with the exception of our of our com- comic relief uh, older couple in the front. I will say, I I it, it didn't become a hindrance to the film because the film goes much further than this. But I kind of saw one of the plot twists coming. Oh, I didn't. Kind of well, early maybe on. I, did. I don't know. Uh, we can talk about that when yeah. we get into spoilers. It, but it's it's kind of like this is just a initial response, having just walked out sure. of the movie, kind of thing. Well, uh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's get into spoilers. Let's uh, let's start. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. So if you're gonna see, if you want the purest. The purest. If you form, want to know what my your name is, your name is ooh. <laughs> uh, then you should pause us until uh, you go see it. But definitely come back. Like, don't just turn the podcast off and go. I'm never going to listen to these guys. No, again. because We're how good. else? How else will we teach you? We're going to teach you how to body swap at the end of this, and I think you're going to want to know that. It usually happens by changing clothes, which is what Matt and I are going to do. But if you learn from the last episode, Matt's t-shirts are like three sizes. Too You'll small. never fit into my I'll, t-shirts. I'll never fit. So. Uh, they'll be <laughs> your body is too waif-like. <laughs> I really, I really need to put on. You got to <laughs> start doing some reps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, the movie opens, uh, now this is, the, this is the one confusing part. Cause we've already talked about how it's sort of a body swap film. Yeah. The, the movie sort of opens after it's opening sort of, uh, musical number showing these two people's lives sort of together. Yeah. They, like they, they have a, they have a monologue, which they seem to share telekinetically, yeah, even yeah, though yeah. they don't yeah. know it. And then, uh, the, the girl who I'm going to butcher her name, uh, Mitsuya? Mitsuya. 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 Yeah. Um, she uh, wakes up. I'm saying that with authority. Even yeah, though sure. Like, let's yeah. go with it. Yeah. Uh, and she gets up and like feels her boobs mm-hmm. and she's like, oh my God, they're so realistic. And then you don't quite realize what's going. I, I think, I, I think the thing you're talking about is that the body, the, there's a metaphysical element to this whole story, right? Mm-hmm. But the metaphysical, two, two things. One is it's never explained. Like there's no ever like, this is why this is happening. It kind it does. I don't think so. It but does due to the due to the the um, ancestral stuff about the the weaving and the thread and time and all that stuff. I get. I mean, but it, does, but it, it but you, does it give you a? It happened because the particle accelerator exploded. Yeah, no. no, it doesn't give you any of that. And the second thing is, it's already happened as the movie begins. Yes. So it's like. It, it really, this movie really does drop you. And then the movie does a really, this is the thing that it really threw me for a bit is that it does this thing, which is that the, the body swaps happen once every other day. Yeah. For example, you know, you'll wake up this morning and you'll be Shahir. And then the next day, you know, you'll be mad again. Right. And, but, yeah. and, and in the very first instance, they don't show you her being him. They just kind of like, they just allude, oh, you were acting really strange yesterday. You but that's like, why I didn't get, she did the boob grab in the beginning. Like and then it we was cut him. to the next day. Yeah, and it was, the, and it was a day late or two days late. Yeah, whatever. But without like a transition. So that was confusing to me. And I think they did that just to throw you off the scent. Yeah. So, 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 um, Suya is going, uh, through her day and all of her friends are like, you're acting so weird. Like what the hell? And, da, 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 da. and she's flipping through her notebook at the end of the day or during in class. And then it's just written in there. Who are you? Yeah. And then she's like, what the hell? And then we eventually get to, uh, she goes through and finishes her day. And then we get to, uh, Taki who yeah. is, so she, Oh yeah. Sorry. Mitsuya lives in, um, a small sort of it's rural a, it's village. A, it's a Mori. Okay. It's a Mori. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and then Taki, uh, he lives in Tokyo, lives in Tokyo. And, and Mitsuya always wants to go to, Tokyo. Well, I think she, you know, she has that sort of uh, small town, you know, excitement. Wanderlust. Ex- well, cause it, and she like, even yells at one point. She's like, in my next life, I want to come back as a boy in Tokyo. And it's like, oh, well, congratulations. Congra- yeah, that, that's how it happened. That's yeah. how the Freaky yeah, Friday yeah, situation. Yeah. Whoa, make a wish upon a star. Oh, side note, there's a thread as we get through this that there's a comet that's coming uh, past the earth for the... Um, for the first time in 1,200 years that everyone's sort of like getting ready to like watch in its like brightest orbit. Yeah. Uh, so uh, then we're with Taki and Taki is with his friends, the same sort of shits. Like but you, Taki, act- we see through her character. Yes. Like, you know, we, so what we jumped over in her in, 
We never, we don't see Taki. Now, I guess maybe, I guess maybe the thing is, is that in both the case of Taki and Mitsuya in that first case, all we're seeing is Mitsuya's side. We don't actually, and maybe that's the reason they did that is that we don't actually see Taki as a character. Until a little bit later. Until a little bit later. So we're only seeing Mitsuya both as herself being confused by like what happened the day before. Yep. And then as Taki later on like this is a dream and like then like not knowing uh when school started or uh when uh like oh she her town doesn't have a cafe so when Taki's (laughs) friends suggest that they go to a cafe uh they actually go to one and she's absolutely loving it and then uh she's like oh no i have her phone goes off and it's like late for work it's like oh shit where do i work yeah and then she flirts with the cute girl at work and (laughs) but by kind of accident just trying to help and then the girl kind of starts falling for her and then it's like what the falling for her as him yeah Uh, uh, you know, it's a standard body swap, Freaky Friday, big, weird scenario. Um, and then and then I think, you know, the movie kind of moves into like it, it kind of speeds this whole thing up, which is great. It does it just long enough. And then so they start communicating with one another basically through their phones. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like sort of it's funny that like this is when the second sort of musical number hits. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, we set some ground rules. It's yeah. like, stop feeling my boobs and then yeah. don't spend all my money yeah. and then don't ever do mm-hmm. like talk to this person and then you know you know blah 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 blah. yeah it's it's cute it's fun and and it's like there's a moment i think in there where they say oh my god i'm switching bodies and they're both saying it together and it's kind of like you're like oh yeah no i kind of you know we knew that you know like it's kind of like where you're the audience is two steps ahead of the the characters which is sometimes annoying yeah um and then like oh yeah mitsuya sets up a date in taki's body with taki with that cute girl but then the date happens and like it doesn't go well because it's no longer mitsuya in there it's mm -hmm. now taki and it's like she's not really attracted to him i gotta say i'm not sure exactly when the moment hit that i understood that they lived in different times but I, I, kinda, I don't think it hit me until the big moment, until the moment, because basically what when happens he ca- when he calls her, did you, did that kind of, did it hit you then? Uh, I knew there was going to be something off. Like I didn't quite know what it was. So eventually he tries to, oh, so the, they, the idea was they left each other notes in their phones to be like, to call each other yeah. uh, when they see the meteor. Yeah. Uh, and then, t- Mitsui- oh, no, 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 sorry. Uh, yeah, doesn't Mitsuya say there's going to be a meteor shower and you call me whenever it's going to be or whatever? Yeah, time. and then we don't, and they don't hear from each other again for yeah. another and few then, weeks. And then Take calls and then nothing, and then they stop switching bodies. Yeah. And, and then I, we're stuck with Take. Yeah, and what I kind of, I knew at that moment that they lived in different times. And the only thing that was like going to confuse me, I was like, as how they're going to handle the cell phone issue. Like, because they both have cell phones, but I knew that either Mitsuya had passed away or um, change your number or, or she lived in a different era, but then she had a cell phone. So I was like, Oh, maybe it's not too far away. Yeah. So it turns out, uh, so uh, Take decides and with his friends, with that cute girl and one other friend, they <laughs> go on this like trip. Cause he's been able to draw where Mitsuya is from. Yeah. And he like really wants to find her. He basically tells his friends, it's a, it's, the president is like, Oh, I met this girl online or whatever. Yeah. And so they're going to look and they don't quite know where it is. So they take this like train trip around Japan and they eventually uh, get to a diner that then they know they recognize the drawing of what's the town again sorry uh itamori itamori yeah. and uh then they're like oh what shit and they're like oh it can't be itamori and like why is that and then you realize that the comet uh that we were talking about before uh, the heart of it broke off or the nucleus of whatever it broke off and and crashed into the city killing everyone three years ago wait a minute three years ago is this going to be a thing now? Yeah, I think so. I have a button. <laughs> so uh, here's yeah. an interesting fact is that the, the actual city that is inspired for Itamori is a place called Hida City in the Jifu prefecture. Okay. Uh, has um, has now become, this movie is so popular that it's become like a tourist spot. People are oh, going wow. to visit it. And apparently they've made uh, somewhere in the vicinity of $163 million. Because it, did, a comet, did a comet turn into a media there and actually hit there or no? No, it just looks like the place. Oh, that's there. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, like so, so the the drawings that he made are based off this actual um, city. It's like McGee's, uh, the the bar in uh, Hell's Kitchen that fucking that the writers of How I Met Your Mother decided what the show would be like, and now it's like branded that way. And you're like, okay, I would have said New Zealand, you know, like after Lord of the Rings, because that's a big tourist dollar. But you know, McGee's, whatever. How I Met Your Mother, okay, that's cool. Listen, uh, <laughs> I, I only go with the most legend. Wait for it dairy things to reference so uh don't you worry about that oh legion i get it legion dairy that's good that's clever how's that working out for you it's good it's good Being i clever. mean <laughs> well until the last season then i kind of whatever okay. but that that's neither here nor there 
what is here no there <laughs> <laughs> is the turn that has happened in this film. So now we've realized that one of our characters died. And, and I guess the reason why this kind of like, I was like, oh, this is kind of going in a direction. I, it was the movie that it kept reminding me of was The the Lake House. Did you ever see that film with no, Keanu Reeves and Sandra no. Bullock? Where they, uh, we realize that these two people are communicating through different times. Okay. And, uh, or even, even frequency, I guess. Do you ever see frequency? What's the one with the mailbox? Is that Lake the, House? The Lake House, okay. yeah. They, the, it's, a know, magic, it's a magic mailbox. Yeah. Well, no, it's more that they I've never seen it. I'm yeah. making it up. Yeah, I've never seen it either. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, there is a, there's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful uh, Korean film called Phylon, uh, which is about uh, a man and a woman who marry and who never meet. And it kind of manages to do this sort of two people falling in love in different times. How do they, how do they consummate the marriage? It's a complicated story, but it, it's, uh, it's through a hole in a sheet. We, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what they did. That was like this beautiful love story of love transcending time in the middle of the marriage. You just have a dick coming through a hole in a sheet and she's going, what am I going to do? I think I've seen this movie. Yeah. 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 On the internet. Internet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On the internet. So. Um, no, uh, Phylon is a beautiful, beautiful, it's kind of melodramatic, but it's a wonderful film. But I guess I was kind of thinking, uh, you know, once this, this change started happening, sure. I, I had the lake house and Phylon in, in my brain. Um, but that is not to say that what, what is wonderful that this, that this film does from this moment on is it becomes this, this kind of transcendental meditation of interweaving timelines and how one person can affect another person through time and, you know, like through time and space. Yeah. And, and it's a genuine relationship. Like I really, the, the thing that makes this work is that you really kind of connect with Matsu, Matsuya and, and Taki. And it's the thing is, it's not like to me, it's not romantic. It feels like these two people are connected in time and, and have a genuine connection. But yeah. I, you know, like, I guess I kind of saw it as brotherless sisterly. You I know, guess. Like, I mean, you know, I, like, I would just say just someone that they, the people that they love each other. There was never a romantic moment really in it with them. Yeah. It has a, and then it has this sort of wonderful thing, which, which, you know, great time travel movies have, which is that they're trying to like avert the disaster, but, but it's steeped in this sort of wonderful sense of, um, there is no averting destiny kind of thing. And I, and I guess maybe the, the re you know, like, uh, I, I think they avert destiny pretty well. Well, no, they do eventually, but I guess, you know, like the film kind of doesn't treat it as a sort of, we need to, we need to change the fate of time. I, you know, it, I guess what I'm saying is it feels like there's a, there's a sense that, because they don't explain how the mythology worked, we're kind of discovering it as it happens. Well, they, they do kind of talk about it a little bit. The end again, they don't. Again, there's no I, there's no smoking gun of like the science behind why this is happening. But it yeah. does say that uh, Mitsuya's family, the Miyamizu, the, the Miyamizu's yeah. family, yeah. the women in that family seem to uh, always have these sort of very quote vivid dreams where they live lives of other people to the point where one time when Taki is in uh, Mitsuya's body, they have Mitsuya's grandmother's like, "Oh shit, it's who are you? you. Yeah. It's not you." It's and kind of like Teen Wolf when. And Michael J. Fox realizes that his dad's a werewolf. There you well. go. See, <laughs> yeah. I, I, there we go. Now you're speaking my language. Uh, but so it's that sort of like, it's just sort of a generational thing. And it's also sort of tied in. This is how I, this is their loose interpretation. The, their family line has sort of uh, more ancient traditions and they even go traditions that they don't fully know the meaning of, but they know the, the action of, but due to an accident or something along the line, like they lost like the texts or something. They don't know they don't know the why, but they know the how. And, and, and so they have to, for instance, like make the sake and leave it at a certain shrine and, you know, you know, all this other stuff. And they're also weavers and they mm -hmm. talk about how thread is like time and blah, blah, blah. So it's like, it Kinda all like that movie wanted. Sure. <laughs> yeah. With Angelina Jolie. Sure. You know, why are you being me tonight? <laughs> what? Why? Cause I, cause we body swapped. That's what we did. This whole episode. Oh, it's being Shahir and Matt's body and Matt's and Shahir body. Okay. How do you feel with me being inside you, by the way? Cause uh, they say that sometimes during this film. They say the, that a lot. They, in, we, and they've both been inside each other quite a bit. Yeah. And then like, and I couldn't help giggling like a little boy every now and again. I was like, I want to be, I want to be the person inside you. And yeah, I was like, yeah, they both <laughs> say that in unison. And I was like, <laughs> Anyway, um, yes, that's why. I'm, oh, look, I'm, we're, oh, look, we're back. We're back now. We're back, we're back. to our own bodies because I don't think I would ever uh, giggle like that. But <laughs> I mean, hey. Um, there, yeah. And, you know, you know what makes this work is the amount of time that they spent at the top of the yeah. film mm -hmm. demonstrating the 
the importance of of weaving, and it was, it, it, you know, they show you this one ritual with the sake, and it's like it's a beautiful ritual. It's not shoehorned. It feels natural, and mm-hmm. it, it they tie it together so well with the like the girl that wants to sort of be more than just what her tradition in like in her vi- small town uh, village. Yeah. Uh, and, and, but they also like make it interesting, and like even people in the town don't fully understand it because it's these old ways and blah 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 blah. Uh, and they just make it. They make it. Uh, they make it nice. It, it's it's delightful and and you know what's what's cool about it as well is it's delightful and and this is a this is definitely a film uh a P, i would say like a pg rating i don't know what the actual rating of this movie is but it feels like you could take it to you could take a kid to this and it doesn't feel condescendingly kid-like no it feels very much like a grown-up movie about, that a kid might be able to understand that a kid would enjoy you know like i think as a kid I would really enjoy this movie. Yeah. Um, and I think I, what I would enjoy about it is that it doesn't feel like it's talking down to me, even though it's about teenagers, you know, like it feels very mature yeah. and sincere and, and truthful to what it's like to be that age. So, yeah. So, so talking decides because this happened, he's like, there has to be something because we're all tied up in these, you know, strings of time or whatever that I can actually do to like, uh, this is where it gets a little cloudy for me, but, uh, he wants to do something to try to save uh, Mitsuya and, and just not have her die in this, in this, in this comment or this meeting. Well, I think what happens is that he realizes that they have a connection to this one place because he's seen it in her as the the day that they went to the underworld, so to speak, with the grandmother, it was actually Taki who did that. Yeah, so he knows about it. So he knows where to go to find the sake that they put there, the shrine that that Mitsuya had done. Oh, my God. By the way, this... Continue with the sake. Oh, I was just going to say, so he goes into the the shrine and he drinks the sake. The the sequence, the the sort of liquidy sequence of him like raveling through time with the braid yep. and seeing he basically sees Matsuya's Past, and future. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Matsuya's kind of like life growing up. And this is, this is just an extraordinary piece of animation. Yeah. It's so beautiful to look at. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 it's the rest of the film has this sort of um, very detailed quality to it. Yeah. And this is much more impressionistic. Yeah. Uh, and it's so, so I was like, yeah, I was kind of great. like in animation heaven watching mm-hmm. this scene. I was like, this is so gorgeous. Yeah. So he passes out and then he finally, after a long period of time of not doing this is in Mitsuya's body again. And he begins the process of trying to figure out how to save the town. And, and she returns to that Sight. Well, she returns to his body even though she's dead. Yeah. Well, and what's what's but, cool? But I think time doesn't particularly matter in this. Well, I think I think there's like this is the and, and you know what's cool is that this film manages to do away with the mechanics of time travel by explaining it in this beautiful line, which is that these braids are like time, which is that they they connect us together. They sometimes unravel and they reconnect. And so there's this beautiful scene. And I, you know, I felt my heart a flutter when, when, um, when Matsuya and Taki are in the underworld kind of looking for each other, but they're in different times. So they, they, they're, but they can We're see, jump ahead a little bit, but yeah, but they can sense each other's presence uh, in front of them. And it just, it's this, this wonderful like moment when they connect. And I was like, that's just one of those transcendental, beautiful cinematic moments. Sure, And it's probably the, the moment that's the least explained. Yeah. Uh, because like, there's like a, a, a you know, a, a sunset or something in the background and like, then all of a sudden they can see each other and interact with one another. Yeah. Um, and they have this moment where it's like, we have, cause, oh, by the way, uh, over this time, and it's probably because Mitsuya died. Yeah. Uh, they keep, they're starting to forget each other. They're starting to forget each other's names. They can't remember each other's names. And also for whatever reason, apparently that applies to text messages too. Cause they start getting deleted <laughs> the, the from text phones. Messages get, starts getting deleted. Yeah. Um, so, uh, make some hard copies people. This is, if that's a moral of this story, you, you print some shit out if you want to keep that. Well, I felt like it was back to the futuring where like, you know, it was, but it's time. weird for whatever reason on a phone, even though the, the principle is still because the, the programmer of that app would have had to have like, Oh, this is a time message. I've got to, you know, we've got to create a program to delete. Of course, that. or it'd be a Y2K scenario where it just wouldn't know how to handle the, the message. Yeah, but then the whole thing would glitch out. This was more of a like, Hey, we know you've been talking to this person in another time zone, but and we you, really- you didn't pay for that in your plan. And yeah. now uh, you either need to be charged, uh, you know, for $10 <laughs> per minute of time travel text. I would love it. If Google cloud popped up and said, would you like to, would you like to, yeah, which we've, your both, which we've both done. We've yeah. both done when Google's like, Hey, you can either not be an asshole and clean out your 15, free gigs or pay us whatever a year and get a hundred. And we're like, eh, okay. yeah, well, I'll do that. Uh, <laughs> but we're getting off track. So, um, they, you know, this moment happens and they're able to see each other and they like start to write each other's names. And then only, only, um, I believe only 
Take in. Ugh. No, Matsuya receives the message of the name on her hand, but Taki doesn't. He's t- and this is the moment where right. Taki, Taki as a character becomes slightly more passive because what's happening now is Matsuya has a plan to try and save her town. No, Take, no, Take has the plan to save the town when he's in Mitsuya's body before this they even this meet is, up. This is where I... And then, so they kind of pass the baton. The plan is, by the way, they work with Mitsuya's friends... Uh, Tissy. Tessie and uh, I forget the girl's name. Yeah. Uh, but the <laughs> good research on our part. Yeah, yeah, no, we can get it. Uh, no, we're not. We're not going to get it because we're not going to know which one is which. Oh, damn. <laughs> uh, but they they decide that they're going to uh, take some explosives from a, a, a work site and blow up the power grid to then make everyone evacuate to the high school, which then uh, Take and Mitsuya's body knows is a safe distance from the blast. Right. They kind of have a moment of sort of knowledge together when they sort of intertwine on top of the quote underworld or in the crater near the shrine anyway and then uh, Mitsuya as herself tries to finish the plan right and uh, you're not quite sure in the moment but then all of a sudden oh uh, she trips and falls as she's running to try to get people and then like she looks at her hand and it doesn't say a name it just says I love you which is cute also not very helpful Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so it's just like all right thanks and then then the meteor hits and you don't quite know what happens it's a lovely little sequence of like trying to save beautiful it's not logical yeah but but it, it kind of works i guess you know like for me i kind of wondered if the i think i would have been okay because I, you know i have a, a heart of darkness i would have been okay if matsuya didn't survive and the film was really about the 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 tr- the railway of time you know which is unable to be saved and 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 this no i, and, I i'm glad it didn't do that i i wouldn't have mind here i wouldn't the, i i'm glad it it, it managed to not do that while still not being cheesy, cheesy, which but, I like. But even to the end, I wasn't sure if she was going to live. So even mm. at the end, you learn like the town is saved and mm. whatever. But but uh, Taka can't remember her name and yeah. he can't remember anything about it. He has this like tie to this place that like almost got hit by an asteroid. But then like due to like random coincidence, uh, like the people left, like they have this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what what really got me was like, I was like, oh. Uh, Mitsuya could be dead. She might have just saved everybody because the last time we saw her, she fell down. Right. So like maybe everyone else got out and she didn't, and that would have been a, a fine been ending. A, it would have been a as fine. Well. That's that's the thing. This film could have like basically gone in one of many directions. Sure. And all of them would have been good because this this film, it's it's rare when a I guess when a film has you engaged in character and narrative simultaneously to the extent where. You just want to see where this ends. It doesn't yeah, yeah. really matter where it ends. You just want to see it end. And then because fu- because you're enjoying it so much. Yeah, and then it's funny. But then one of the things you brought up in the beginning, how it just sort of like it it does drag on a little too long at the end. I think there's I think, one or two near misses of Take and uh, and Mitsuya sort of running into each other in yeah. Tokyo. Um, and then eventually sort of, unless there's anything else you really want to talk about before we sort of say the final ending, they are on a staircase, <laughs> and uh, they and even then they're still kind of like. They pass each other, pass each other, and, and, they, they, and, stop. and they have hesitation. But they've already done that twice. Yeah, they have hesitation because they're they're unsure if you know. And and he says, "Hey, don't we know each other from somewhere?" And they both start crying. And and it's a beautiful moment. Yeah, it's great. It, it is a lovely. It's, it's so a tear inducing moment. Uh, and it's a lovely, lovely wrap up to the film. I do think. It took a little, it took a couple of steps. A little long to get there. It, well, it just took, it just repeated beats a couple of times. You could have lost, the, there was a scene on a bridge and there was a scene on a train. You yeah, don't need, it, you don't need it. You don't necessarily need, you know, like I think, and I think it maybe would have had more impact that had it happened yeah. once rather yeah, than three yeah, times. Yeah, agreed. Um, but it was lovely. It was very well executed. Um, I have to say the director um, does an incredible job being that he is the director and cinematographer and editor and, uh, and writer and writer, you know, uh, his name is, um, Makoto Shinke, which yep. is, which, uh, I mean, he has a fairly, uh, a strong history in, yeah, in anime, it, but I have not seen, like it. I have not seen any of these films. I mean, the person in terms of anime that I know, uh, that's, uh, outside of Miyazaki is, uh, is Satoshi Kon. 
who did uh, Perfect Blue. And the other films is uh, Tokyo Godfathers and Grave of the Fireflies. Those mm. are the films I know are meant to be the gotcha. touch points. Yeah, yeah. I don't know much about this guy, but I know that this- I mean, I'll look now. Yeah, this is the film that has clearly made the most money on in Japan's history for a while. So uh, look, I'll, I'll run into my final thoughts here, which is that it is a delightful film. Uh, how long was this thing? Because I, I didn't look at my watch. No, I didn't either. It, it looks like it's a uh, one hour, 46 minutes. Okay, that's slightly on the long side, but it never it never dragged. It it is it's kind of average. It's kind of average, yeah. It it never. I I, I felt. The, I guess the reason I'm kind of thinking about its length is that the, there's such a complexity to story going on here. There's such a degree with which the story turns and shifts and introduces new characters and and you know tries to intru- you know introduces this this difficult concept of time travel without mm-hmm. really explaining what it is. Um, so there's a degree of complexity to this which which makes it feel rich and yeah, full, yeah. but it never drags. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of astonished by that. I, um, I don't wish for a remake of this film. I, I just wish They're people would do it. see it They're gonna as do it is. They're going to uh, do it. But then it's made so much money. Yeah, that's, that's why they're going to do it. It's not making that money here. They're, they're going to see how popular it is. They're going to be like, oh, how can we Americanize this? And then they're going to cast fucking white actors in it. And then they're going to. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Let's ghost in the shell this A hundred percent. That'll happen. Right. I mm, I will bet you 10 whole here, American dollars. Here's here's my uh, producer question to you. Do you think this would work as a live action? Uh because uh, part mean, of me goes, I think it would. Look, I think it could. It'd be a difficult. It'd be a difficult type. It really to walk. needs. It really needs. There, uh, there's something about an animated story like this that makes it a little more magical um, than if it's people. Yeah. Uh, and 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 I don't know if that's sort of you know we're seeing iconography of what people are as opposed to what people it's are. So, so Japanese it's, as well. It's yeah. such a Japanese story. So, but but that's I, but that's not going to stop from trying. If this thing printed as much money as it did, they're going to do it. I mean, I'm not a big fan of this particular film, but the translation of Infernal Affairs to The Departed is actually a good translation in that it yeah, takes that what is that wasn't an anime no no but it takes what is it what is a, what was an essentially hong kong story and turns it into a a boston story with with a degree of respect that i think is good right um so that's what i liked about that and i i i think in order to to translate this film, you need a degree of respect for where you're translating it to and making it work. Yeah, I think that's that's true of any sort of translation. There's something, uh, the only last thing I wanted to mention, there's something unique about the, about the fact that this is about a city that entirely disappeared, and this is, of course, Japan, which it Disappeared, the, but, but meaning getting smashed to shit by a meteor. And this is a country with a history of, you know, a tsunami re, uh, of recently, and of course, Hir- uh, Hiroshima. So you're, you know, like... Nagasaki as well. Yeah, Nagasaki as well. So it, there's a... There's a kind of historical precedent to, you know, like the, the yeah. sense yeah, 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 yeah. of, of, of a place oh, that shit. can entirely, can go away. Yeah. Entirely disappear kind of seems connected to it being a Japanese film. Yeah, yeah. I think this is a wonderful film. Uh, this would certainly, if we were to wrap up the year at this moment, this would appear on a top 10 list for me. Very, oh, very yeah. clearly. Yeah. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. Um, Matt. Well, your final thoughts. Uh, yeah. I mean, I agree with everything you sort of said there. Um, I also <laughs> think, uh, you know, it's, it's, it was nice for me to go see a, with me, uh, no, uh, (laughs) a anime, very distinctly Japanese, uh, anime film in an American theater. Okay. Uh, You've, you've seen these in, in Japanese theaters? No, I haven't seen them in theater theaters. Like I just, it doesn't happen. And I think that's great that it did. Um, I, uh, this is sort of a, transcendental sort of work for me because now I will look for the director's other stuff and like that, that, that doesn't normally happen for me. And, um, I think, I don't know. I think, I think it does this really good job with, with treating again, it's the razor's edge of like explanation versus emotion for this time travel sort of body swap story. I've been thinking about a lot lately, just in my own personal life, um, sort of timelines in general, okay. uh, not to get too philosophical on the entire thing, but like, uh, you know, I, you know, if you believe in sort of the multiverse and whatnot, like every possible scenario, uh, there's a universe where that sort of happens in a thing. Right. So, uh, there's a universe where I love the Marvel cinematic. Universe. Yeah, there really is. It's pantheistic <laughs> solipsism, baby. Um, but the, uh, 
the thing about it is it's like, I do believe, and we can get this is a larger conversation, but like, I do believe that like in our particular timeline that we are in right now, things are set. So, right. So anything that's going to happen is going to happen. Uh, and this is a nice sort of like, um, I don't know. It's, it's almost like, and again, I know it's a fictional story and everything. And I know my ideas are very sort of, uh, not, not founded, but, uh, it's a nice bucking of that in a way that gets me sort of thinking more about like how, you know, you know, a, you know, if I am wrong or B how, how it, how I could be wrong. So uh, any film that can challenge, uh, even get me thinking about changing a belief is is uh, is a strong work in my opinion. How did it change your belief? Just just out of uh, it's it's too long ago. We've been going for an hour. It's just I have a whole I have a whole fucking spiel, and I can tell you about it at a, at a later date, maybe with a different time travel movie about how uh, there is no such thing as free will, and it all boils down into. I think this film kind of gets into this idea of love is destiny, which is like a, a fairly typical thing, but it does it convincingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is weird because it doesn't beat you over the head with it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just great. It's beautiful. And you should do yourself a favor and see it in the theater before it goes away. Um, you really should. I know it's only in certain cities. Uh, it's, pl- but it's, it's wider than I thought it was going to be. It's wider than I thought it would be. It, it's, I mean, it's only made like something in the vicinity of four and a half million dollars. Oh, yeah, but it's probably not on a ton of screens either. So I, I, I just think like, I, I, I wish this is what I wish. I wish that, uh, people, could get out of their fucking safety zones and like go see something like this in the theater, like regular people that don't, that don't see anime a lot. And this is, this is not just for them. And this, this actually applies. I'm bringing it back full circle because time is a flat circle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Actually it's not, but the, the, the way that you just recently saw fade the furious. I know you did it for the podcast, but you got out of a comfort zone of not seeing these films uh, and, and I think over not, I wouldn't say you classified as a good movie that you, you, you know, whatever, but you enjoyed your time enough in the theater. It's just something that I wish. And I, and I, I find myself guilty of this, when I snap out of it, just go see films that you wouldn't normally see. Like, and I feel like that's something that especially God, and now I'm just transcending all this shit. In, in our current day and age with our sort of political climate and all this shit, like just go learn some shit or feel some shit that you don't normally feel and just buck your fucking expectations. If we're going to get into an argument, I think we're going to get into it now <laughs> as we're wrapping up the episode. The only thing I would say about that is I, I feel like what you just said is a little, um, and I, you know, I say this with all due respect, sure. is a little condescending. Because I think the issue here isn't that people aren't willing to jump out of their comfort zone. I think the issue here is that movies are only the movies that are accessible to people are generally in their comfort zone. There's a reason why in the United States, the fate of the furious opens up on a million screens and a film like this, which is the biggest box office movie in Japan only opens up on a few. And that has to do with marketing and a perception of what people will ingest. Sure. I think the case here is that if people are given the opportunity to ingest this, they will enjoy it. I see. That's where I disagree. I mean, I agree. I agree to a point. Like I think it's, on, it's it's obviously both, yeah. but people, it's been very proven in even the last six months. If people have an idea about a thing, mm. they stick with their ideas about the thing. Like mm. n- n- there's not a lot of con- converting a person's opinions. And I'm just, let's just even put this on entertainment. Right. Like how many people do you know that are just like, I fucking hate country music. Right. And then they're not going to go like seek out country music to try to like country music. They're just going to fucking hate country music. Actually, the oatmeal just did a really great comic about how our brains are hardwired and why they do it from an evolutionary standpoint and whatnot. People have their beliefs and they're going to stick with them. And even down to entertainment, even down to things that aren't life and death, because it runs the same part of your brain as, as that sort of stuff is. So to, to yes, you are a hundred percent correct, but it is a circle in that problem. It's the marketing companies are believing what people want because that's actually, Actually, what people are buying and people are sticking with their shit and it does come full circle. It's there's no easy solution other than bust out of your comfort zone. Like, and you have to do it on an individual level. And I know it's not easy. And, and hopefully, I mean, this is movie isn't going to come to a ton of theaters. It's going to go on Netflix or it's going to go on some streaming service. I hope people find it that way. Right. There's different ways. The internet's going to open this up for us as it's done a lot of stuff. There's just a lot of sort of, uh, I, I guess I'm just slightly done. more pessimistic in the in the role in which people's tastes are shaped by outside forces and manipulated by outside forces. And I think one of the things to me that's very clear is that that's the reason why a fate of the furious will get marketed to shit and sure. make a ton of money is because it's, it's pushed to a lot of, people. but it got that way. It got that way because of people's tastes. It's, it, it didn't just start there. It's, it's, it, it's a, it's a spiral it's I, a downward I, I, spiral. I'm, I'm 50, 50 on that. Cause I, I think people would genuinely 
like a good thing if they knew what it was, if it, if it was available to but them. But not if they're not trained to, to experience it. But and they're again, not trained to experience it because, because they're not fit a diet that is full and rich. I, under, you know I what understand. I, you know what I mean? So, but but it, it, it's the chicken or the egg, baby. That's all it is. And I guess I guess my point is, I think the people that are going to go and find this movie are the kind of people that would go and find this movie. Yes. And I want, and, the, and I, I want and, people to see it that aren't the people that would go and find this movie. And I think people who wouldn't ordinarily look for this kind of film. Like I, I would not recommend a film like the salesman that has got for Hadi to everyone, because I know that's yes. a harder, it's a very good point, you know, harder sell. Whereas I, I think this film huh, would be, it would be very accessible to people yeah, who yeah. wouldn't necessarily like the salesman. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's know, a matter of getting it to them. It's a ma- it is a matter of getting to them. And, and you hope that the, the democratization of just streaming and, and distribution, you know, as per Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and whatever, hopefully that changes that landscape. And I but know, it, I, but know I, it, I don't think it does. It actually, it's kind of like the Facebook effect, which is that you maybe just, you, you sit just, in your own circles. Yeah. You I know people circle. that won't watch a cartoon. Right. And that's fucking stupid. You dummies. Like I, I just, I don't like it when you say you dummies to these people because uh, I, I don't care. They're <laughs> dummies. If you, if you are so set in your fucking ways that you can't at least you, try you, a you, different you're, thing, you're having an argument with people without allowing, you know, like if anyone would like to call or write in, if anyone would like to call and write in and why not trying, why not trying a new thing is good. You can email us at only at gmail.com and talk to me about that. And I'm not talking about like drinking bleach. I'm talking about like experiencing a different form of media or entertainment or culture. You should write us in it. Uh, only movie podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. I think it'll make for an interesting conversation. I anyway, just, I, it's just the way you phrase that. Like I'm being makes harsh. Me, I'm yeah, being makes harsh me feel because like, I get angry that people uh, are set in ways and you should just try to learn from all of your everyday experiences and try to have new ones. And this movie was a new, it, it could be a new one. I think it's new for us, but the one thing is it's not new to an entire population around the I world. Know. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's like, in, and again, I, I want, I, I also want this to go. And like I said before, it should go both ways where if, for instance, maybe if you're, I don't know, maybe a snob, super snobby film person on from time to time and you should go also see dumb quote dumber movies because there is intrinsic value in them as well i want everyone to experience as much of everything as possible because i think it makes for a better mindscape it will it will help the problem that you've described about the studio system sort of only thinking of one sort of thing i, I just think it it it's just try new shit that's all i'm saying we, i'm rambling too much we gotta go uh shahir when when we're not getting into an argument in the last fucking 10 minutes of a podcast where could folks find you. you can find me uh, arguing with myself at shahirdaud.com. That's S-H-A-H-I-R-D-A-U-D. That's got links to all my life works, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Yeah, and Matt, you, how about yourself? You can find me at Emperor MSK on Twitter, Skeletor, the number four P-R-E-C on Instagram, or all of my life and works at Matthew Kroll, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-K-R-O-L.com. Uh, also, oh, by the way, I don't know if I've ever pitched this, but I just got a job offer or uh, thing today. I also do voiceover work. You can <laughs> check me out on my webpage there if you are looking for anyone who sounds like me. Will you do people's ringtones for like five bucks a pop? Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, guys, until next week, we'll see you at episode 102 for a little bit of Guardians of the Motherfucking Galaxy Volume 2. I'm so fucking excited. I am not. Well, <laughs> you didn't see that one coming. <laughs> body swap. Oh, we should have body swap. We should have body swap for the whole episode. Be real excited. I'm really excited. Wait, wait, what are you? What's your catchphrase? What is up, Internet? I hate fun. <laughs> we'll see you next That's week. That's not my catchphrase. That's just how you describe me. That's how you are. <laughs>